Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning back in again. I took off two episodes uh, just to regroup and get some family time in. Uh, But without further ado, these are uh, an episode on little habits that will help you improve and help you live a better life. So this article that I'm going to go over today is from the HuffPost online. And uh, it's another tool that I'm putting into my back pocket of little habits that are going to help me live a better life. And uh, I wanted to share it with you so that you on this journey can also take in these little habits and put them to use, right? As for any of the new listeners who are just tuning in, my name is Evelyn. And after the year 2020 completed itself out, I just wanted to be part of something better. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. There were so many people that needed so many things. And I felt that I was able to help out and lead the way for so many. I am not a psychiatrist of any of any type. I am not a uh, life coach or anyway, a licensed one uh, of any kind. I am simply a human being humble as I can be trying to get through life and do the best that I can and make a difference in the world uh, one person at a time and as I move through this journey through the year 2021 and all of these obstacles that life has to hand you are coming across my plate I'm sharing them uh, as as well as I possibly can and I'm developing goals and structure on how to overcome these challenges And with that, um, I am sourcing different avenues. I'm looking at uh, different networking techniques I've used in the past. I am doing my own types of meditation and finding my more spiritual self. I uh, have looked into possibly going and seeing the spiritual vortexes in Sonoma, Arizona. I have gone to California this year and uh, done a little soul searching there. Um, There have been places in the desert in Nevada that we have gone uh, to kind of encompass this feeling of, you know, I've got this extra stamina. I've got these extra ideas. I want to share them. I just want to make a positive imprint this year more than any other year, just because of the year we're coming out of. So thank you for joining me. And I hope that through listening to this, it gives you the strength to carry on. And I hope that you can gather some exercises that benefit some of the pain points in your life and some of the episodes you can listen back we're on episode number 50 today uh you can listen back and maybe you can target some of the issues you didn't even realize you had or you can take it a step further and better yourself to the next level of what you're already looking at right In this podcast, you know, we do recognize that everybody makes mistakes. Everybody is on a learning curve. Everybody's abilities aren't going to be the same as other people's. You might not have as much time in the day, or maybe you have a bunch of children, or maybe you don't have any children. That's a huge difference. Being a parent is one of the hardest jobs in the world, and it gets very underutilized when it comes to having time to do things and money to do things. And so it's recognized in this channel also. So... Um, moving forward with the little habits that we help you improve a better life is, uh, an article that I found on the HuffPost and, uh, I found that a lot of them were, uh, wonderful, 
uh, to put in my back pocket. Like I said, it never hurts to grab them, pull them out, take a look at them, and uh, make sure that you're living your best life, right? And that's what this is. It is a collection of different tools that make us the stronger, more resilient people that we are at our core, right? So number one is do a few minutes of bodyweight exercises as soon as you wake up every morning. Just a few minutes of push-ups, planks, air squats every morning can help you wake up for the day while warding off the creeping fat gain. Plus, you have a busy day ahead of you and want to skip the gym, you can extend this workout to 20 to 30 minutes. Now, this number one was something that I started a few weeks ago previous to my vacation. And it really does, if it's not helping me lose weight, which I really haven't seen that much of a difference if I'm being totally honest, it's helping me get my mind right and it's helping me focus, which is excellent. It's actually driving me to drink more water than I've ever drank before. And I'm not a big water drinker. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you. Not a big water drinker. So having that burst of energy first thing in the morning is helping me. I'm not gonna lie, there's some mornings where I just pull the covers up over my head and I just cannot. I am human. It is hard. However, um, push-ups, I can get through half of one. I'll be honest. But I'm going to keep working at it until I can get through more. Planks are all right for me. Air squats every morning. Mm, But exercise in general is great first thing in the morning. And the water, drinking the water is helping me to improve my skin. It's in helping my vision. It's helping me with my appetite because once the water is full and it's in my system I am less hungry to eat more things that are bad for me or cravings per se so that's number one number two every evening make sure you do your to-do list for the next day oh I do this all the time and then forget about it it's hard to enjoy your evening when you're thinking about the next day it's also hard to be productive when you don't have your day planned out so solve both of these problems by putting together a to-do list and then setting aside until the next day and allowing yourself to enjoy your evening. So I do this currently. I just did it actually before making this podcast. So each evening I get out a piece of paper and I start thinking about what the day was like for me and how to make the following day a little bit better. Whether it's writing things I need to follow up on, remembering my appointments, you know, calling back someone, reviewing my, you know, list of birthdays, taking a look at, you know, what assignments are due on my end from some of my other positions, my other jobs, and making sure that I'm a little bit ahead of the game. Or if I'm not ahead of the game and don't have time to get a hold of all those things, then at least I have them on my mind so I can set reminders for them, make calendar dates for them, etc. So it is a wonderful practice. Just make yourself a little to-do list. Get one of those little pads that they sell at the store. Get at the dollar store. Get a couple of them. And get a pencil or a pen. If you're feeling brave and you're not worried about it going into your pocket or pocketbook. And write down some of your to-do list items that are the most crucial. Maybe you've got a a special outfit you're going to wear on Friday. And you need to throw it in the wash. Perhaps you've got an assignment due on Wednesday and it's Monday and you feel like you have a day, but you need a reminder. Put the to-do list together. I tell a lot of people that I work with to do this. It's very, it's very, you know, it's very important to managing your time and multitasking that you have these items set aside for you. Number three, every time you log on to social media, send a message to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. 
It's easy to put off getting in touch with old friends you've been meaning to reconnect with. This habits make staying in touch almost automatic. So I'm guilty of not using this. As you guys know, I'm not huge on social media. I feel that it's kind of invasive and I kind of like some of the things in my life to be private. However, if you do use social media or Facebook, which is specified specifically in number three, then absolutely, you know, some people keep in touch with the same people throughout their entire life and they have events and they have parties, promotions, whatever it is that you do and they keep the same group of people and they just continue growing it the rest of their life. I have friends that have thousands and thousands and thousands of friends on social media. It's absolutely amazing. I think that it's wonderful that they lead that kind of life and I just find through social media that I want to hide under the covers. It's just too much for me. Uh, however, I am part of social media. I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram, as you guys know. Um, but I just like to keep things uh, to myself and I like to keep my, my close friends close, if that makes sense. But if you have a large group of friends and you are highly communicative, absolutely every time you log on to Facebook send a message to someone you haven't spoken to in a while I love connections I, I love the bond I've talked to you guys about that before I actually talked to you guys about that in the previous podcast the bond is so crucial to living a happy life and if you don't have them you'll find yourself lonely even if you don't admit it to yourself so every time you log on to social media reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while number four do the task you're least looking forward to at the beginning of every day until you get that one thing done, it'll be nagging in the back of your mind all day. Get it done and you'll feel better for the rest of the day. This is so true. This is a fantastic one. Go Huff Post. You guys rock. So each day, you know, I personally like to make my coffee. I like to start off slow. My, my lights start off real dark. As the day proceeds and presents itself, I make the, the lights lighter until it's so bright. All of my curtains are open. All of my lights are on. I've got candles going. I've got, you know, meditation music sometimes playing lightly in the background. It helps me with my production. And what's fantastic is that I know what I have coming in the following day because of my to-do list that I just talked about that I make the night before. The task that I'm least looking forward to is the first one. It really is that I get taken care of every single time. And it really is just knowing from that to-do list which one is the most pain point of it and then conquering that the first thing. If I can handle something the night before even that I have coming to myself the next day, then I'm going to do that just so I can have a better day. There are some times where I have to work on the weekends. I will take that work during the weekends and I will get all of the results and productivity done that I possibly can so that I can have a let I have anxiety issues I would like to get those things done so I can breathe a little bit easier and feel like I've been a little bit more productive so that was a good number four number five go outside and get some sunlight ASAP every morning the combination of movement light and fresh air will wake you up relax you and set your circadian rhythm so you're more alert during the day and better able to sleep that night now I've talked about this in previous podcasts. You guys who listen to me every single podcast know that this is 100% accurate. The sunlight has vitamins that will release into your bloodstream and it is absolutely wonderful for your body. Even if you're just standing in it for a couple minutes, make it the first thing in the morning while you're thinking about that crappy task that you've got to take care of. 
let those vitamins sink in and get that combination. Work on that circadian rhythm, make it your own. You'll be alert during the day and the sleep is fantastic at night. That is 100% accurate. Number six, anytime someone on the internet says something that upsets you, wait at least a few hours to respond. Odds are you won't even care a few hours later. After following this habit for a few weeks, you'll notice that that initial angry reaction isn't as powerful as it used to be. This is something in management that I learned a long, long time ago. It's something that when I'm talking to my team members, I refer to as spirit fingers. A lot of things can be read differently when they're in print, right? Whether you're on social media or you're on a text message or an email, this is a highlight that will help you personally and professionally. I tell people that are very passionate to write out uh, on a word perfect, uh, you know, if they're on the computer, write out a word perfect, or if you're in your personal life and this is a text message, just wait before you press send. Put the phone down, put the, leave the computer screen or minimize the window and then sleep on it. This is one of the best forms of advice that anybody had ever given me a long time ago. It was someone that I looked up to very much. They had a long line of experience in the field that I was going into and that was one of the first things that they told me was you want to make sure that you never let people see, she called it the duck on the water, never let people see on the outside the craziness that's going on under the water. You know, a duck will be calm as a cucumber on the top, but his little legs will just be going as fast as they can on the bottom. But nobody sees that part. Be that person. And how you can do that is just write the email, write what you want to say, let it all out, but don't send it, minimize it, and reevaluate the next day. That's another thing that I also tell a lot of my employees that work for me is write the email, write it out. And then if you still feel the same way the following day, then I will back you up on it. But 99% chance you are not going to feel that way anymore. Okay, so picking up at number seven, when you notice a trait or habit you dislike in other people, ask yourself if you have that trait or habit as well. Focusing in on other people's flaws is usually thought of as a bad habit, but it can be a great self-improvement tool if you use it as an opportunity for introspection. Learn to ask yourself, do I do that too? This is one that I thought was really interesting because... You know, most times when people look at other people and they're, you know, communicating with them in, in nonverbal communication, they're thinking to themselves, oh, I'm so happy I don't do that. Or, oh, I'm so happy that, you know, I don't have that bad habit or, you know, whichever, whichever. But are there habits that you can relate to other people that maybe the change that you would like to see in them is uh, inadvertently the change that you'd like to see in yourself? Now, I know that that's a little complicated and we look through you know, a hole that leads to another hole that leads to another hole. Um, and it's kind of like this spiraling web out of control. But, you know, there are times where I'm listening to somebody put on a presentation and they're say saying, ah, uh, or um, a lot, which is something that I'm incredibly guilty of. And it's the hardest habit to break. And when I took career planning, when I was in college, 
they had us do exercises and trying to take the us and the ums off and what they are is they're a segue to your next word whenever you're being passionate about what you're saying or you're trying to think of the right words they are a segue item so you know you kind of yeah, digress upon these these words to try to give you the uh, gift of time to get your thought out in the correct way that you're trying to portray it okay so when I hear other people doing it I just shake my head and I'm like oh you said uh you said um oh or when I listen to these podcasts back to try to edit them so that they're in the best shape that they can be because sometimes the platform mixes the items up in a different numerical order so I have to go over it with a fine-tooth comb it's really like you know oh goodness I can't believe that I said it that much but I don't want to highlight the entire episode over again so when I hear other people do that for instance that's something that triggers me something else that I notice about other people that I reflect back onto myself is their personality type. Are they type A? Do they like everything uh, organized? Do they plan way ahead of time? Or are they super lax and chill and how their productivity is as a result of those actions being taken? You know, I, I say you know a lot, <laughs> which is something else that I think is a segue term that is outside of the uhs and ums for all of us. That is... Uh, the things that I try to conquer that are in conversation uh, that I notice about other people. Uh, If you want to take it to another level, you can notice other things that are physical about other people. I have seen both uh, the thinner people with the tan lines and the fun life and the advertisements that inspire me uh, in real life uh, as well as in advertisements. And then I see the opposite. I see you know, people that have let themselves go, there I go with you nose again, and, and really be struggling. And I think to myself about the personal struggles that I've had with weight gain, and I can very much identify with how they're feeling and how I feel. And I oftentimes will uh, try to identify with them and, you know, let them know that they have a friend in me, they have an ear, they have a shoulder. Uh, because of what I've been through with my weight over all of these years and how hard it has been socially and physically uh, to deal with that. And that's a lot of the thoughts that I have. You know, whenever I come into either play, I have a vision board and I have both on my vision board because I want that reminder uh, of what I want to eventually become. I know that I'm not going to probably be 150% of my goal towards that skinny bikini wearing person that's in those pictures, but it never stopped reaching, right? Never stopped trying. Um, so yeah, I can identify with that. I just ummed too. Um, you know, the traits or habits that you dislike in other people, oftentimes it's because you dislike them in yourself. Number eight, Ask yourself what the what's the worst that can happen and then create a simple plan to deal with it if and when it does happen. Our fears are our most powerful when they remain vague. They tend to vanish once we name them and know that we have a way of confronting them. So I've talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast also. So for me, as I get older, I identify more fears that I have than I was born with, right? So I could jump off bridges, I could ride roller coasters, I could do all of these things. 
And as I get older, I get afraid. I get afraid to go to Walmart in the middle of the night. I get afraid to walk my dog after it gets dark outside. I get afraid. And I don't live in a high crime area, but I'm just extra, extra precautious now. I have thought about putting extra locks on my doors. I, you know, I'm really cautious. Anyway, it's because I've got this fear all the time that everything is going to happen. Everything is going to go down. And I want to be prepared. I'm pretty fortunate that those those things are not happening to me right now, thank goodness. But it is if you have these recurring thoughts, it is natural, it is common, and it is healthy to ask yourself what the worst thing is that can happen and making a simple plan to deal with it for if and when it does happen because life is life and sometimes these unfortunate occasions do occur. You don't want them to come out of nowhere and then you're shocked and you have no idea how to handle yourself. So it's very important that you look at it in that train of thought and you have a goal to confront it if it does end up coming down the line. Number nine. When meeting someone new, assume the attitude of, I hope I like you, and compare this to the neediness of, I hope you like me, or the negativity of, I hope you're not a jerk. You won't like everyone, but it pays to set a positive expectation and look for people's best qualities. Now, with this being said, it is important to understand that you know within the first 30 seconds of meeting somebody whether you're going to enjoy their company or not. As you dissect that and analyze that as your relationship with them personally or professionally continues, it is important to have the attitude that's positive going into every relationship and start with a clean slate, give everybody 100% of the doubt at first. I personally give, I have a lot of patience, I have a lot of understanding, and I have a very shoe on the other foot mentality. So as things happen to me, even as I am human and I do get angry, I get frustrated like anybody else, I tend to stop and think of what they're going through in their life, what is happening to them at the time, what their thought process must have been whenever this conversation or actions that were taken were ensued. And it might not create a absolutely perfect bond between the person and myself but it does help me to look at the situation through a different lens which is something that has very greatly aided to my relationships that I have personally and professionally and may be able to help you as well number 10 dress like the person that you want to be a professional once a professor once told my class to always dress up for phone interviews clothing doesn't change the way others perceive you it changes the way you perceive yourself It changes the way you talk and act. Always dress like the person you want to be, even if you're not concerned with how others see you. Now, this one is a really good one and something that I've personally taken a lot of classes in. And I don't so much dress for other people. I definitely put my wardrobe to who I am and who I represent. I have t-shirts about leadership and inspiring others and making a difference in the world. I am passionate about my hometown football team. I am passionate about certain television shows on TV that I just absolutely love. And those are the kind of, that's the kind of tire that I represent because that is me. Uh, I love different bright colors. I love 
to uh, spread messages that I'm passionate about. And so I wear attire that does that. And as far as dressy attire, I always uh, would tell people and, and, you know, it never stops to put a smile on people's faces. You could be wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt, but if you put on a pair of pearls, people are going to take you a little bit more seriously than if you just wore the Grateful Dead t-shirt and was walking around with your peace signs. I love uh, being comfortable, but at the same time, I also love being taken seriously. It's a very competitive world out there, and I know that I have listeners that are both men and women uh, and all over the spectrum, of course, but it's very hard when you are trying to convey a leadership message or trying to paint a picture of what strength could be or is, and uh, you feel like you don't look nice, right? So uh, over the years, I have been tasked with different professional uh, attire challenges, I'm not going to lie, through different jobs. It's hard when you're overweight like I am to, you know, look as amazing as a Cindy Crawford dressed in a three-piece suit going into the office in the 90s. You know what I mean? It's totally different. And so um, my advice for this one is dress to be yourself. Dress in the way that makes you feel most confident and comfortable. With all this being said, if you're not confident and comfortable in what you're wearing, it does show. I always sit and talk with my boyfriend about people who wear, you know, six inch heels and things like that uh, when they're not comfortable and their knees are shaking and they're walking across the room. And, you know, is that the way they'd rather be seen than be seen for their comfortable, cool, calm, collected and confident self? Probably not. Was it worth wearing the six inch heels? Probably not, because I can tell you whoever you're trying to impress isn't looking at that point at your heels. They're looking at your knees because they're shaking like a giraffe. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a baby giraffe. So that's how those are my comments on attire. Um, only because I've had some personal experience that hit a little below the belt and uh, made me feel very, very uncomfortable. And then I was feeling like everybody was looking at what I was wearing. Uh, and I've always, you know, had a sense of style where I felt that I looked nice and I was comfortable, professional, uh, you know, not revealing ever. And, um, you know, just really set an example of who I was trying to become, who I am and who I would like to be. And I think everybody should follow those rules. If there's any time that you have questions about that, there are a ton of websites that will talk to you about dressing for the position that you want dressing for the role that you'd like to play, or simply just dressing comfortable and classy for your age. Uh, I suggest all of those articles, um, and they will help you get to where you want to be as far as your attire goes. But that was a good one. Dress, Dress like the person that you want to be. It's perfect. Number 11, drink at least eight glasses of water every day. Most people are chronically dehydrated. Don't be one of them. So this is kind of funny. I I realized over the course of the last year, and I don't know that if I had COVID at some point and didn't realize it, but I have, you know, developed throughout the course of the year what I thought was IBS. And for anybody who doesn't know what that means, it's irritable bowel syndrome. It's not something that I'm going to elaborate on too much and talk about, but it's very painful. And um, I've got a lot of intestinal issues. I've talked in this podcast before about how I have diverticulitis. I had a punctured piece of my uh, intestine at one point, didn't know it, and had poison going through all through my system, and I came very close to death a number of times, and um, it was a devastating time for me and my family, 
And um, I was lucky enough to get through it, but I have this year developed what I think is IBS, but you know, they're still doing a lot of testing and things like that. We know that there's muscle spasming and it's excruciating. Like I can't even walk across the room, not even kidding. Anyway, with this, um, I find that if I drink a bunch of water in the beginning of the day, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast episode with the exercise, it drives me to drink the water, that it kind of helps lubricate everything in my intestines. And so I go through less episodes of the, what we're calling IBS, I'm not even sure, of the spasming, we'll say. And that has been magnificent, along with all the other health features that are coming with drinking so much water a day. I didn't think that it was possible at first, but I I boiled it down to um, increments. Instead of drinking a gallon of water, I'm drinking several bottles of water. So if you struggle like I do drinking water, try that. It might help along with a shot of exercise in the morning. Even if it's not a ton of exercise, something will get you thirsty enough to drink some water. And that's what I've been doing. And by the time I'm done drinking the water, I'm really not that in the mood for you know, a huge lunch like I normally would be, even though I have a smaller stomach, a huge lunch is a huge lunch. Um, I am seeing a difference in my skin. I'm not breaking out as often, which is fantastic since I was going to a dermatologist and we weren't really making significant progress. So with the standard Western medicine that we were using, just drinking the water and keeping myself from chronic dehydration is a gift in its own self. So try to drink eight glasses of water a day. I do it warm. A lot of my friends do it warm too. It's easier for them to drink that way. If so, uh, and you find that it tastes a lot better to you ice cold, whatever works for you, just try to get them in. Number 12, eat your vegetables before the rest of the meal. Vegetables are the food group that most people don't get enough of and they're disproportionately filling for how few calories they have. By filling up on vegetables, you can use them to crowd out less healthy foods. I use this trick a lot too. Like, because I've had stomach surgery and I only have a four ounce stomach, I am very limited as to the options that I can put in that four ounces, right? Well, obviously I want to try the pierogies. I want to try the spaghetti with meatballs. I want to try the fettuccine Alfredo. That's the story of my life. Give me the bread, gimme, 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 right? So what I do is I kind of trick my mind into believing that I've had those items when really I've just eaten the meatball. Or if I'm having a heavy dinner where we're looking at salad and lasagna and bread, I'll eat the salad first. Whereas before I had my stomach surgery, I would consider the salad just a filler. You know, the people are trying to get you full before the main course comes out, yada, yada, yada. I eat my vegetables first. I love when I get a meal that has two sides because obviously they don't have four ounce meals at most restaurants. I will eat the vegetable that comes on the side first. Sometimes I'll get double vegetable. Nine times out of 10, I'm completely full by the time it gets to my main course. So definitely a tip you wanna try and something that I, from my own experience, can tell you works 100%. It's fantastic. Number 13. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. This is a good one. Meditate for two minutes every day. Even two minutes a day can make you noticeably calmer, happier, and less self-conscious. The important thing is to do it every day. Don't meditate for a long time. As with most things in life, consistency beats intensity. So I love that. I love that they say consistency beats intensity because that's a main thing that we talk about a lot in this podcast is you want to be consistent and meditating is something that you want to put on the top of your list to do that. 
It's just your body, your your mind, your soul. Uh, you want to take care of your organs. Everybody forgets that your skin is an organ. You want to baby yourself. And do this by exercising your mind in meditation. I talk about this all the time. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm a firm believer that meditation is going to help your life. As foolish as some of you may think that it is, you can really get lost in your own imagination and set your goals and aim for them. And it really works. You will come up with ideas that you never thought possible. You will come up with goals that you didn't think were ever worth achieving. You will travel to places that you never planned on to learn about cultures that will fascinate you. But you have to find that inner peace that I find through meditating. And you will find something different in yours. I tell everybody all the time, and in case you're just tuning in, go on YouTube, find some guided meditations, download some apps. There's a Calm app that's fantastic. There's a bunch on the Kindle. Just create some time to looking into and developing your knowledge of meditation. It's absolutely fantastic. Spirituality is going to be the encouragement and light that shines the way through a lot of these journeys. If you don't have it, you'll still get through them and you'll still be smiling at the end of it. But it's just the fuel to the fire that makes it burn. Anyway, number 14, when working, practice the Pomodoro technique. Work for 20 to 30 minutes and then take a break for 5 to 10 minutes. Repeat a few times and then take a longer 30 plus minute break. You can only work for so long before you lose focus. By planning for that, you can stop wasting time and getting a lot more done throughout the day. So in this world where a lot of us are working from home and some of us are going back to the office, the Pomodoro technique is incredibly beneficial. I don't suggest working for 20, 30 minutes and then stopping for the duration of your workday because that could turn into a problem in itself. However, it works this way with studying for school also. You hone in, you give your all for 20 to 30 minutes and then take a break for 5 to 10 minutes. Get up, get a drink, go to the bathroom, whatever you need to do. But make up your mind that your sleeves are going to be rolled up in 10 minutes and then repeat a few times. Take a longer or 30 to plus minute break. After you work for so long, you do start to lose focus and your work isn't as of the quality that it was whenever you started out. So you basically want to stop, refresh, do your body a favor. Again, you're coming into that doing your body favors, uh, you know, portion of the call again. You just want to make sure that you're taking care of your best self because your work will suffer if you don't. Number 15. Put people that you admire or want to build a closer friendship with in your close friends group. If someone's being a downer and you want to have less of an influence on your life, put them on the acquaintances in your head and unfollow them in your head. Nobody will want to know that you've done this, but it is a great way to subtly grow closer to more positive people while distancing yourself from others. This one is unfortunate, but is the truth. A negative person will bring you down negatively. I've talked about this in the podcast also. It's really important to reiterate. Uh, When you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to constantly feel like you have a closed door to a better life. As long as you surround yourself with people who want better for themselves, they're, you know, looking into different ventures in their life, whether they want to invest, you could learn about that just by hanging out with them. Or if they're looking into going back to school or bettering their life through college or additional practice in what they already do, or maybe they want to sell it all and they want to take an RV and they want to go across country and travel. 
All of these options and many, many more are things that you're going to learn and grow and enhance your culture from in the people that you surround yourself with. Now, the negative people that are bring toxicity to your life that don't quite see the beauty in everything that you do are simply areas of your life that you don't need to back off entirely. Just step on the brakes a little bit and put that time to more use with the people who bring the positivity and let their light shine. Number 16, share credit whenever you can. Anytime you work with others, go out of your way to acknowledge their contributions. Sharing credit almost never diminishes you. It's always remembered by others. This is something that I try to practice as much as as often as I possibly can. I find that when I work as part of a team, in any job that I have in any aspect of my life. If I'm working as a part of the team, people don't get recognized enough for their amazing qualities. And I've said that even not working in a team, just letting people know how you feel about them, letting people know that you've noticed their hard work, letting people know that what they did was a great job. Uh, If you're going to let them know that they need work at something and you're offering that constructive criticism, it's a very important, that you turn around and put the shoe on the other foot and really let them know when they're doing a great job and what they've done right so that they can grow upon that. Enhancing other people's spirit is something that is such a selfless good deed. And I've talked about those too on a friend's episode um, back in the day. And I don't remember the exact details of it, but um, Joey had challenged Phoebe to doing a selfless good deed. And so throughout the whole episode, they're doing a bunch of exercises like Phoebe let herself get stung by a bee. So, um, you know, she said, you know, he was able to, you know, get the comforts of stinging me and, you know, whatever. And then Joey said, it's not a selfless good deed. She said, why? And uh, he said, because the bee actually died because it lost the stinger whenever it stung you. And then she had to go on to another plan of action because, you know, it wasn't a selfless good deed. Anyway, uh, a selfless good deed that um, you can do is let someone's hard work be noticed and not take all the credit for yourself. It is probably a 101 type of tip that you can follow in your life is recognizing other people's strong suits and elaborating on them. It is something that you feel within your heart and your soul is making a difference. And I, like I say, I love making a difference in other people's lives or at least feeling like I have and you will love that feeling as well and one of the biggest things that you can do to contribute to that is in fact um, letting somebody know how you feel when it's positive and spreading those those actions spreading those cheers and high fives is it's just the greatest feeling that you can come across one of the greatest feelings that you can come across number 18 seek good news Seek out good news. And based on the good news, you'd think that the world is falling apart. It isn't. Seek out good news. Based on our news, you'd think that the world is falling apart. And it isn't. Crime and disease are going down. Education and life expectancy are going up. And the world is mostly better now than it was 10 years ago. But you never know it from watching the news. Seek out positive stories to balance out the media's negativity. And this is also very true 
in the beginning when I started this podcast, it was January 2021. And there were all kinds of things happening in the news. And I'll be honest, I was obsessed. I could not stop watching the news. It didn't matter if it was Fox News, if it was CNN, if it was my nightly news. I just couldn't stop watching. There was so much happening politically with the pandemic. There were things happening with vaccinations, with what was going on in the world and I just wanted like I said I've got this personality that just wants to reach out and help everybody where could I volunteer what who needed donations who needed to go fund me who needed you know help you know setting this up with technology who needed help doing this I could volunteer some time at this place I could volunteer here at this place and it was a very hard time because there were there were moments where I'd sit back and think I'm not making a difference as a matter of fact, the world is going to crap. It's going down. It's going down the crapper. And the amount of opinions were really disheartening my amount of faith in the world and who we've become and everything that I believed in as a country um, were really just questioned in those first couple months of the year. And so I love this one because I stopped watching the news completely, 100%. Uh, occasionally, when I wake up in the morning, it's tough for me when I'm, I'm watching TV not to turn on the news and check out exactly what's happening. So once in a while, I will do it, but it's very, very rare. And the difference that it's had in my world and the people that are around me and the conversations that I have has been enlightening, to say the least. It's been a fantastic experience cutting that out. Number 19. Look for everyone's best quality. If you look for a reason to hate someone, you'll find it. If you look for a reason to like someone, you'll find it. This is something that I believe in naturally. I, um, I, I love people's culture. I love people's background. I hear what makes people strong and I'm inspired by it. I hear what makes people weak and I feel the need to help them with experiences that I've had. And that's a natural response that I have. And so this one is a natural one that I love about me and I love about everybody who's in my life because I can find the most beautiful aspects of someone Um, no matter how ugly that they think that they are or feel like they are I can find the beauty in who they are and what they do and that's fantastic and I, I agree with this article I think that everybody should do that number 20 adopt the body language of a happy confident person to feel happy and confident Stand up straighter and you'll feel more confident. Lean back and you'll feel more relaxed. Smile and you'll feel happier. By controlling your body, you can control your mind. And this is also very true. It doesn't mention this in the article, but I also know that um, if you take up a little bit of space where you're sitting, it shows that you're taking up a confident structure and that you're showing that what you're talking about, you're believing in, even if you don't. I don't know if any of the listeners have ever seen the movie Baby Boom. It's one of my favorite movies. It has Diane Keaton, who I also love. In this movie, and not to spoil the punchline for you, it's an 80s movie. And she is a powerful uh, New York executive who is working for the man. I'm putting that in quotations because we don't live in that world anymore. Thank goodness. And she works a regular nine to five job and she has a baby pretty much put on her doorstep. She doesn't know how to take care of it. She gets let go from her job. She buys a house with her retirement in the New York Hills and she learns to live in a barn and it's falling apart and she has to make a success out of it. 
She has a ton of apple trees on this land. She picks all the apples. She makes applesauce and baby food and creates her own company. Well, uh, needless to say, she gets called back by her old job. And I won't tell you how it all ends up. But she gets called back by her old job and they offer her several million dollars a year in salary and put her food that she made out of these apple trees on the shelves and uh, they want to buy it off of her and uh, while they're making her the offer after all of the embarrassment that she went through being let go from this job she sits there and just like the duck on the water that I mentioned earlier she's smiling at them and listening to them and shaking her head but underneath the table her crossed legs are just shaking like crazy because she can't believe that they're putting this offer on the table for several million dollars a year whenever they treated her so badly and it's an amazing thing to watch because you just can't help but think to yourself of the situations in your life where you've been treated like crap but you knew better you knew that you knew better and you knew that the other people around you Uh, were sadly mistaken you get that moment where you're shining where your legs are shaking under the table because you know that someone or some people finally recognize your worth Uh, so that's amazing Uh, you have to adopt that body language of happy and confident or other people aren't going to feel that way about you too this is something that I always have to exercise because like others and my flaws that I have I I do you know really pay close attention to my self-confidence level it goes down I wake up sometimes and I don't feel like looking in any mirrors I don't feel like you know talking to anybody because I worry about how my words are going to come out am I going to be as suited for this meeting or that meeting as I normally would and uh, those are obstacles that I'm going to be concentrating through this journey to get over on my own talking in front of people is a big one too Uh, That self-confidence factor really hurts me in talking in front of people in person. It doesn't matter if it's five people uh, or, or more. It doesn't matter if I know them or if I don't know them. It's just really hard for me to talk in front of people face to face. Uh, When I'm speaking into a microphone like this, it's no big deal. I can share my thoughts and my passions and my ideas and my, 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 negative things that I'm working on as well but in person it's just a real big struggle for me so I have to work on the self-confidence aspect myself number 20 adopt the language of happy right oh we just did this one to wrap up the 20 little habits that can make your life better and help you live a better life Um, It is important to understand these factors and to embrace them. So in closing, it is important that we all on this journey together support one another and that we evaluate each day how we're working this journey out. And I will keep supplementing the tips and the advice and the adjustments and the exercises to you as we grow forward together because 50 podcast episodes in and I don't know about you, but I feel like it is making a change for the positive. It's making the moves in the correct directions and it's helping the bottom line of life and it's stamping the quality into everything that you do starting with yourself and branching itself out as an umbrella over your friends and your family and strangers that need your help, that need your guidance, that need your advice. 
And that is what it's all about. So hopefully this episode was able to help you. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me on my podcast page, on my Instagram at Life Over Matter Podcast, or you can reach out to me on the Anchor website and leave me a voicemail if you'd like, or you can simply just continue to listen and invite your friends and your family to do so also so that we can continue to walk this journey together. With that being said, I do new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and good night.